Hi, welcome to Through a Handler's Eyes. I'm Jo Hilda and I'll be interviewing assistance dog handlers Australia-wide. We won't be discussing legalities or training methods, just the journey of the human and their dog. Hi, today I'm going to be introducing myself and telling you the reason I started this podcast. So it'll probably be a bit shorter than the regular show. As you heard on the introduction, my name is Jo Hilda an owner-trainer living in Tagulawa, Queensland. I'm nearly 60, have been married twice, have four children and five beautiful grandchildren. I have had a very eclectic working life while raising my family, but the common thread has always been helping people in some way. I decided to do this podcast because everyone I talk to in the assistance dog world has had a different personal journey. I wanted to talk to Australians There are lots of American and British content out there. I wanted something that was just us. I'll probably share too much, but the guests on this show will only share what they want. We won't be talking legislation or organisations or whether it's better to be an owner-trainer or any other controversial topic. This is a podcast about the individual's journey to have the freedom an assistance dog brings. Guests will only reveal what they want. The show will run between 20 and 40 minutes because everyone's story is different. Now, a bit about my story. In May 2006, I collapsed at work and was taken to hospital. By the time I arrived at the hospital, I was paralysed from the neck down. This was the most terrifying thing that has ever happened to me. At that time, I was diagnosed with Guillain-Barre syndrome. It took until November that year to definitively diagnose me with multiple sclerosis. In 2012, I had to finally give up my job as I couldn't do it properly. I got my first assistance dog soon after. Deciding to get an assistance dog was easy for me. I'm very independent and wanted to stay that way for as long as possible. Charlie was my first assistance dog. I have mobility issues and I like to travel, so having Charlie helped me feel safer on a couple couple of levels. He's a dark grey golden retriever standard poodle mix, so he's a big boy. I got Charlie from a pet shop when he was eight weeks old. I then joined an organisation and proceeded to train him. I also did some volunteer work for the organisation. I could do that work in my own time, so it was perfect for me. I was with them for six years. I learned a lot and am eternally grateful to them because they put me on my current path. Sadly, in the end, it wasn't the right fit for either of us. When I first got Charlie, I was scared all the time about doing the wrong thing, not only with his training, but about everything. Everyone had different advice on how to train, what to feed, what kind of dog was the best. The list goes on and on. Also, a couple of months after I got him, I had a major family crisis and his draining virtually stopped for a year. Even once he was trained, I still felt guilty going into shops and cafes, but I realised that was my upbringing. Dogs live outside, dogs are not allowed in shops, etc. I was in my early 50s, so lots of reprogramming to do. I was concerned about how everyone else felt about me taking him with me. So I left him at home much, much more than I should have, and we both suffered for it. I had to retire Charlie two years ago because of his own health issues. 
I also left the organisation at that time. I love the poodle crosses. All the ones I have ever met seem to have great natures. So I went looking for one to substitute for Charlie because nothing could replace him. I was blessed to find a beautiful cream-coloured standard Labradoodle through a wonderful ethical breeder in Victoria. He came to me when he was eight weeks old. His name has meaning to me. I am a Doctor Who fan and in the 11th series of the show there were two companions, Amy and Rory. No matter what happened, their motto was together or not at all. And I think it's the perfect motto for an assistance dog team. And that's how Rory got his name. Rory's time with me has been different from Charlie's beginning. I have become a qualified dog trainer. I learned about canine enrichment and behaviour. Rory is trained nearly every day in one way or another to improve his skills or just to have fun and he is with me 95% of the time. I'm not worried anymore about taking my assistant's dog with me and I don't worry about what other people think. It's together or not at all. When I was with the organisation, they would help advocate for me and I have educated myself over time so that if I'm challenged, I have the answers I need. I've not been challenged very often and I think that's because of the dog's size and I am lucky I can advocate for myself. On some levels, this journey has been very hard and on others, very easy. I have had friends and family fall away since I got my first assistance dog. I even had one family member tell me, it's not like he's a guide dog, you don't need him. And a friend say to me, yo, you just want the attention. Just because I look okay most of the time doesn't mean I don't need him. People don't see him help me stand up or pick up things for me because my hands don't want to work properly or nag me to go to bed when my legs are twitching or lean into me when my legs start to give out or when I'm walking like a drunk or a million other things he does to help me. The people that were close to me were the biggest challenge. For me, the public has been generally good. There have been several incidences where I have had to tell people not to touch the dog. I even had one woman, when I asked her not to touch him, tell me not to be ridiculous and reach out over me to pat Charlie. That's the only time I physically pushed someone's hand away. She wandered off muttering that I was a stupid bee. I've had more issues with going in public since the coronavirus. People ignore the do not distract or do not touch signs on Rory's harness. Before the crisis, I just said leave it or ignore. People thought I was talking to the dog, but I was actually talking to them. He knows what to do. At the moment, I wear a mask that says I'm immune compromised and there's a patch on the dog's harness to say the same thing with don't touch. Some people will try and touch him. I'm not quite as nice at the moment as I was then. When I started, I wish someone had just told me to trust myself. I did things with Charlie because the experts told me to eat. The experts told me to, even when I didn't feel good about it. My advice for others is to follow your gut and don't be badgered into doing things just to shut someone up. This is my story. And hopefully, this monologue hasn't been too boring. My guests will be a conversation. So hopefully I'll see you 
next time. Thanks for listening. If you've got any questions or you would like to be a guest, email me at eyes at gmail.com. Bye.